Mud Stories, Episode 37. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. Kara says, But if the hardest is asked of us, we believe grace will be there. Long past the day my words run out that beg you to look for grace, that long for you to know Jesus, to really know his love. It's his grace extended, not mine. And the plan is good, even if the path is hard. I trust him. Hi, my name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and you're listening to Mud Stories, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are not alone. Hey friends, welcome back to the Mud Stories podcast. Today I have a special episode for you, a time of reflection and remembering, a time to refocus our hearts on what matters most of all. As many of you may know, the very special Kara Tippetts, a wife, a mother, and a friend to so many, died this past Sunday, March 22, 2015, after her long battle with cancer. And this week, many of us are left in the aftermath of her loss, grieving and yet still so full of hope because of her. From the words of the latest post on her blog, Kara was an extrovert with a big, warm personality who befriended neighbors, grocery baggers, those in line with her at Starbucks, and other moms from her children's school. She never hesitated to share a smile and a kind word. Her personality was magnetic, attracting people of all kinds, and she treated each friend as though they were her very favorite. Her well-known blog, Mundane Faithfulness, where she originally posted about motherhood and living in kindness, became a blog about looking for God's grace to show up even in the hardest, messiest, ugliest places. She never hesitated to share the hard moments, but she always pointed her readers and herself back to Jesus. In the fall of 2014, David C. Cook published her story entitled The Hardest Piece, and the response to Kara's book has been truly overwhelming. As the cancer spread, Kara courageously embraced her situation, trusting in a sovereign God. She believed that cancer was not the point, but Jesus was. How she responded and trusted Christ in the midst of this hard was where she would find grace. Kara fought harder than ever to live well and love others well and with intentionality. She refused to be defined by cancer and considered every moment a gift and an opportunity to learn more about grace and trusting God. She believed suffering was not an absence of beauty, but an opportunity to understand God's love on a deeper level. Kara recently wrote, My body has grown tired of battle, and treatment is no longer helping. But what I see, what I know, what I have is Jesus. He has given me breath, and with it I pray I would live well and fade well. By degrees doing both, living and dying, as I have moments left to live, I get to draw my people close 
kiss them, and tenderly speak love over their lives. I get to pray into eternity my hopes and fears for the moments of my loves. I get to laugh and cry and wonder over heaven. I do not feel like I have the courage for this journey, but I have Jesus, and he will provide. He has given me so much to be grateful for, and that gratitude, that wondering over his love, will cover us all, and it will carry us, carry us in ways we cannot comprehend. And so today, in honor of Kara and how she impacted us all, I asked my cousin Heather to join me to reflect and remember the life and legacy of our friend Kara Tippetts. My cousin Heather is the wife to Brad and mom to five children, ages one and a half to 23. And like me, Heather has journeyed through some hard mud in life. And Kara Tippetts has meant so very much to both Heather and to me, even though we never had the privilege to meet her. I'm certain we are not the only ones who feel this way about Kara. Because of Kara, we have learned to savor every moment love big in kindness, and see all as grace from Jesus. We've been challenged to embrace the small things, give thanks for all things, and look to Jesus through it all. And so today, whether you've never heard of Kara before, whether you've loved her from afar as we do, or whether you are one of her closest family or friends, let's gather and be encouraged as we reflect and remember our sweet Kara today. Enjoy. Hey, Heather, welcome to the Mud Stories podcast. I'm so, so glad you're with me today. Thank you for asking me. I know. I just called you this morning. And, um, you know, Heather and I are cousins. Actually, my cousin Brad is your husband. And Correct. so we're cousins by marriage, and but kindred spirits at heart. And Heather and I have a profound love for Kara. And I know Kara... And her passing a couple days ago is um, making us both deeply sad today, but deeply thankful for who she was to each of us. And uh, I know that I became aware of Kara much later than you did, Heather, actually. Um, I think I discovered her when she wrote that letter to Brittany Maynard on Anne's blog. And um, you had totally been been reading her words for ton of time before me, right? Well, I was, you know what? I, it's funny today when you called me, I was trying to, th- I actually was trying to think of when I had found out about her. And I really honestly don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember, but that the letter that she wrote kind of gave her more awareness. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I actually, I had reached out to Kara on Facebook and asked if she would consider coming on the podcast because a lot of authors are willing to do that. Um, Of course, she was ill and um, unable, graciously declined. But her words, I devoured her book, um, her philosophy of living, her blog. And I just thought it was fitting today in light of her going to be with Jesus a couple days ago. And she's in heaven now and whole and healed. And I I can't be more glad for her, but at the same time, I just can hear her words saying, God's grace is going to meet you all, even now. And um, I mean, she championed that message. And I know she, um, she was excited to go to heaven, but I know she was 
sad to leave the party early, you know, because there's so much happening with her husband and her family and her friends and just the amazing community she was in. And so I just thought today I just wanted to reach out to you because I know you and I just love her so much, even though we've never met her. We feel like we're like close friends. You yeah, know, we Kara. do. <laughs> we yes. totally do, right? Brad and I would, I would send him things when he was at work, forward his blog, her blog to him. And he would just say like, why are you forwarding this to me at work? It's so sad. It gets, yeah. we would read it together. And yeah, it, it does really, when you allow it to sink in, mm-hmm. transform the way you go about your day to day. Even before you called me, it's funny, Caleb was, my one and a half year old was driving me crazy. And so I was putting him down and he wanted to eat, but he didn't want to eat in his high chair. So we just sat on the ground eating an avocado and mm-hmm. I thought, well, Kara would sit on the ground and eat an avocado. She yeah. wouldn't be so busy trying to clean her house. She would actually sit down and eat an avocado. Right. <laughs> it's yep. just little things. Little things, I little think, things. are what she did so well. I know. And yet in her book, she described, you know, oh, goodness, how did she say it? She always said it so much better than I can ever repeat it. But, um, okay, it's right here. She says, Before cancer, I waited on the big moments of life while trying to faithfully live through the small, but I now live in the large open grace of the small moments and humbly expect the big ones to come in time. And that's exactly what you did. You know, you took the small moment of eating an avocado on the floor and you, you enjoyed it with Caleb today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know, Kara Tippett's is amazing and has changed. I love that. I don't love, but when you look at how many people are following her just on Facebook, clearly how many people are on Facebook, let alone how many people are on just her blog, like the impact that she has had is, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, but her story could all be, our story should be her story. It's, we're right. all, we all have a story and I'm, you know, we're all, even if we're healthy, we're terminally ill. Right. And right. I think she just reminds us to slow it down because it, it can happen. She reminds us that we need Jesus and that not only do we need him, but he's there. He's with us. If we can see, you know, if we can pause long enough to quit worrying about all the superficial things. And um, just live a life at the heart of the matter, yes. I think. And, and we long, I think inside, way in all of us, we long to live for the heart of the matter. We long to be real and transparent. I think her transparency really was so moving to me as well because she was not afraid to write daily on her blog exactly what she was facing. And I think that's so connecting because I was facing that too. I mean, we saw ourselves in Kara and her writing and the hard things that she faced or was facing helped to give us courage to face our hard things, you know? Exactly. And I think it was just right after she had gone on hospice, she wrote, she had signed two book deals Yeah. Like that's pretty, it's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I hope they, they move forward and publish more of her writing and well, you know what else too, I can find interesting is, um, that woman, Mickey, that she is talking about the woman who's in their house, their friend who's helping them, you know, filling in the gap of laundry and food and clothes and the necessities of life. Like, I think we all have that reality is you're going to, you can be a Mickey and you're going to be a Kara. Like it's absolutely, 
And to stay in that is hard, but necessary. Hard, but necessary. So true. Yeah. No, I just think, I think it's important for us, especially with, I think God keeps up with the pace of our life and that's why he's given us social media and the fact that we are so busy, but you know, we can open up our Facebook and like cat videos, or you can, you know, actually look at the heart wrenching stories that are on there and make a difference. Right. And we tend to not live in the hard. I, I just, I don't know for since Kara, I do, I have done just crazy, crazy things. And it's only because I think we need to get out of our box and keep our life really small. Yeah. Like super small. Like God is going to put people around you. I, I just look at Kara and I look at her network that she created around her. Like she has this mm-hmm. hedge of protection around her family. I know. That, and it's just... And I think we all should be like that. We should all be challenged, you know, to go out and whether it's even just putting someone's cart away at the grocery store or buying their groceries or bringing them dinner or it's just so necessary for to be peaceful in your life. And when our life is so big and crazy and chaotic, we miss what's right in front of us. I think you're so right. And that really hits home with me too, because I've really been feeling in a season this year of loneliness, just um, feeling really disconnected from a lot of things. I'm homeschooling without being involved in a community. So I'm a little isolated that way. We're serving at a church that's really small and far away. So weekly, I can't be connected there. And you know, I'm working and I'm just, life is really busy. And so the connection that I long for hasn't really been happening. And I think I look at Kara's, you know, as I've been following Kara's story, it's really remarkable, the community, you know, you mentioned her community, you know, yeah, I know she's a pastor's wife and I know she was sick and dying, but, you know, I said to Thad the other night, I'm like, you know, if I was dying of cancer, I don't think I'd have all these people you know, here at my house and taking care of us. And I think it really brings to mind that I need to really get small. I need to look at who's right in front of me, who's in my community, and really spend some significant time more investing in those relationships because we can isolate ourselves in our busyness and in our productivity and end up at the end of the day feeling alone, you know, and I just marvel at the way, um, you know, people have loved on Kara. Strangers have, you know, loved on her. I mean, Jason put that on Facebook uh, that she had passed on Sunday afternoon. And I happened to just be on my phone. We were driving home from the afternoon's activities after church. And um, I just happened to be on my phone. And he had posted like five minutes prior or six minutes prior. There were already a thousand comments. That's what Brad and I, that's what Brad and I noticed. And, and I'm just like, you know, obviously you and me are not the only two people (laughs) who Kara's life has impacted. And I just pray in a small way, you know, a surrendered prayer for us all that we can really not aspire to be big with numbers, but aspire to be deep and great in small ways that make a difference right where we are. And I'm doing terrible at that right now in my life. I will admit right here and now I'm doing a terrible job, but I want to be better. And Kara, 
Kara makes me want to be better, you know, and not just so I can get friends to bring me meals if I'm dying. It's because <laughs> it's because I want to have community. I think all of us long to be seen and be known and know that we matter to someone, you know, and um, I think that's one of the many, many things Kara's done for me. And um, maybe you can share a little. Let's start off by you sharing a couple favorite things that maybe she wrote about or said and then some ways oh. that it's changed you or that well the thing that I think the but I was I love that she wrote right at the beginning of her book she just says I realize I may not be here when these pages are bound in a book but I trust Jesus will use them as he chooses this is a piece I'm struggling with mm. and I think about that and I'm like okay it's happened so good like she's not here Right. And and Jesus is fulfilling what her struggle was. Like yeah. it's it's being like right now. We're seeing it. We're seeing And I have know, a feeling it's only the beginning, you know? Well, and and Brad and I were Brad who's so kind and sweet was talking That's your about sweet husband. My sweet, my sweet handsome, cousin. adoring husband. <laughs> I love him. Um he it just kills us at the end of her book when she writes her husband I know. and her kids. But, and Brad was saying last night that, you know, she, she, she even goes there and says like, the best thing you are is a husband. Right. Like don't waste that. And on a, on an earthly level, we do even Kara Tibbetts, you know, lived in a cesspool and still had jealousy and, you know, coveted her husband, you know, when, when she was on an earthly level. But now she's actually seeing the fullness of that prayer living out in heaven. Like she's free, which is just an amazing way to think about it. And I know I just picture her with Jesus right now, you know, and how much joy she must be feeling. And, you know, we don't know what it's like on the other side. And I know in her book, she talks about the veil being really thin, that um, tender veil between here and there. In fact, I'm going to find that one and read it. Um, it's right here on it's page 154. She says, his peace answers my heart that it's exactly decided and it's beautiful. Death is nothing to be feared, that it is amazing. The story that remains on this side of the veil and the one that awaits on the other. This for me is the hardest piece and I need truth tellers all around me to speak the goodness of grace that will meet me and you on both sides of the tender veil. And it is, it's a tender veil, you know, we, we can't really see through it, but it's just, I think it's sooner than we realize, you know, we're all going to face death. We're all going to have to say a goodbye someday. And the question I think that she puts on the table for all of us to see is how are we going to live the days that we've been given, the minutes we've been given, and what impact are we going to have right where we are? And I think she has done, which as a parent, she has done a beautiful job of, to me, a big takeaway from her, from all of her life is like, have I poured enough Jesus into my kids that it's going to sustain them Absolutely. when I'm not here. Absolutely. And Me too, for sure. I find it really, um, someone asked me this question a while ago with something I was doing. Like when God knits you together in the womb, he gave you a little bit extra of, you know, everyone has their answer to that. And Kara Tippett's to me, like, look at the way she has this ability 
before cancer with words and mm-hmm. meaning. And I look at the name she gave her children. I know. Like who names their child Story Jane? And it's actually a really cool, awesome name. I know. I know. Like Story Jane. If I told, like, I mean, I have a child named Cash, so I appreciate awesome names. But look, I, have you read, do you remember that section in her book where she talks about her children's names? Yeah, she tells the story behind each of their names, yes, which I can't I, recall off the top of my head. But yeah, I know. I have, I know that Lake Edward was for because they're always at a lake. Edward, I don't know where that came from. Well, I think that's where her and Jason met, or, or that summer camp where she, I think yes. her and Jason served at a summer camp and they met there, and um, they had some of their first moments as a couple next to that lake at summer camp. Yeah, and, and yeah. I just love that she was really intentional before cancer, before she was right. on you know anybody's radar, that she was really you know, God was really honing in on her. Right. Well, and even before cancer, she, they had pain in their life. I mean, they were in ministry and went through a horrible ministry experience that broke their hearts. I think Story's name maybe came out of that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. So I read that. Yeah. yeah. But just the bravery and boldness to name your child, that is awesome. Is awesome. That my sixteen-year-old Morgan just thinks story Jane. I had Morgan one time because I. Some people call it morbid. I call it life. I think it's really important. We death is not like we talk about this. Yeah. I made Morgan watch a video that Kara had done about story Jane getting married. Mm. She like interviewed her about her wedding. Yeah. And then Kara prayed at the end for the wedding. It was. And Morgan, I mean, it's, it's just so hard. I just think that's where we need to live. Yeah. We need to live within that because it's, I mean, our kids need to be prepared for it. Her kids, we're, we're all going to walk through it. Yeah. Well, and the tendency is to be in denial that we don't have to think about it right now, you know, to push it away. And I think in her situation, there was no pushing it away. And so the beauty of how she embraced and taught us all to embrace our mortality and to look at our lives and see, you know, one of the quotes that I love that Kara said is, when you come to the end of yourself, that's when something else can begin. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I both have faced things throughout our lives, (laughs) where we are at the end of ourselves, for sure, needing to get over ourselves. And um, really, that's where the growth happens in those painful, muddy places. You know, if we let it. If we let it, if, if we, we go it. there, yeah. I know I've had a couple people cause I share care with a lot of people. I, mean, I honestly think I've probably, I should look how many books I've ordered. <laughs> I think I've probably ordered 30 and oh. I don't have one in my house. And, That's but, awesome. And I, a couple people that I told yesterday and one of them's response to me was, I don't know how a woman with four young kids, you know, can do that. And and I'm thinking, mm. well, did you not read the book? Like right. she told you, right? <laughs> How are you doing? It is probably a better answer. Yeah. It's like don't dodge around this stuff. Mm-hmm. We, and I just think I love how Kara was just so vulnerable and out there. And mm-hmm. I so want to be like that. I know. I was looking at her Facebook page too, and I thought I want a picture of her with a bald head. I want to take a picture of her. I, I would have two people. I would have nobody. My children, good thing I have a lot of them. They would bring me meals. <laughs> I know. Between the two of us, we almost have a dozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your kids and my kids would do that. Yeah, but um, yeah. 
Oh, wow. Well, tell me a little bit. I know Kara has inspired you to do some things that you may have otherwise not done. Tell me a little bit more. Well, I, I, I like the simple in life. I think we get caught up in the details of things. And so I love Kara's message of love is kind. Mm. Just can you argue and be kind? Like just in every aspect of your life. And sometimes in certain situations I'm in that comes to mind, like yeah. love is kind. Like, and that's a hard one for me because I always want to win and I want to be right. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, oh, I love you. Well, and so I, I had found a f- through my older daughter's Facebook, I had found a family and it's heartbreaking. Their poor baby who's going to be two this Saturday is in camp and, you know, she has stage four neuroblastoma cancer mm-hmm. and they live about 30 minutes from me. And so I would see her posts on um, Facebook And I realized I'm just so shallow that how can I just go past these things and not do anything? I mean, they have one of those websites you can sign up to bring food or meals. They give you a really, it's really easy. They pretty make it right there for you. Just sign up on a little calendar. They send you an email. It's it's very easy. So I, um, I did some things on there. I just, you know, simple things. And I actually would make my kids go with me. Like, no, we, you know, I bought the little wristbands who reminds us to pray for them and sweet little cash price for her. And I just think, (laughs) you know, it's important to see it. Like I wanted to take Morgan down there tonight, actually, to go bring the mom dinner. It's just simple things we can do to meet people in their heart, in their life. Like where are we meeting these people Mm -hmm. that I don't even know? Right. So through bringing some dinners and going on Facebook, I saw that another really kind woman who has this incredible cookie business had brought these really beautiful cookies down to children's hospital for the baby. And they were just this really cool. You could, she took a picture of them. Like she had a picture of the baby on the cookies. They were adorable. And so she brought them, she kind of put a post up on Facebook of how awesome it was. Like she, the mom, she brought enough for all the nurses and all the kids on the floor. Like she brought like 300 cookies with her. And just the mom of this baby, the mom's name's Julia and the baby's name's Bailey. So Julia got to um, walk around and, you know, have five minutes of giving to other kids. And so anyway, I reached out uh, to the woman. I reached out to the woman who makes cookies. And on Facebook? On Facebook. I, did. I, I sent her a Facebook <laughs> message. Crazy. And you know what's even crazier? I'm deathly afraid of people. And so I don't go on Facebook. So I, I face stalk through my 22 year old's Facebook. I mean, I'm <laughs> such a chicken. So I, I send this woman a message on Facebook ordering some cookies from Cause, her. Cause tell me how, tell everybody how old your kids are just really quick. Little time out. Um, I have one that's going to be 23, April 12th. Okay. One that just turned 16. Both girls. Both girls. Um, an eight, a five and a one and a half year old. All three little ones are boys. Okay. Yeah. So you're not bored at all. No, (laughs) no, 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 not bored. Okay. So Um, you're on your, your 23 year old's Facebook and you send a message. I send a message. And so I just reached out to this woman and she sent me back a message. I'm I'm ordering cookies from this woman. And I just mentioned, like, I saw you um, on Bailey's Facebook page. That was so nice of you to bring those cookies. And So she sends me back a message. I don't have time to pull it up, but I'll just paraphrase. Basically, she just said, 
Like, I don't know her either. I found her through a friend of mine and I just can't get her off my mind. She has totally basically rocked my world. And I'm just Mm. so sad for this mom. I wanted to do something. So she just went down to children's hospital. She actually told me she had no idea she was even going to see the mom or the baby. She didn't even know that when she went down there. Wow. And, um, she ended up, like I said, she went and passed out cookies with the mom and, but she told me how she's never prayed, never been religious. Um, she used the word religious. I like relationship with God, but she, she uses, (laughs) she's, she's never been, you know, thinking, thinking about any of that. And she said now. I think her kids were like 11, 13, and 15, that her boys and her husband now pray for this baby daily. Hmm. Like they pray for her. And I just thought, and so I actually sent the mom, Julia, the, our conversation and just said, I, not that this is going to fix anything, but just so you know, like God is so working through your daughter. Your yeah. daughter is changing people's hearts. And if, if any comfort can come from that in this awful stage that they're in. And so... Anyway, I started doing a Bible study on Thursday and I, I wanted people to like me if I'm honest. And so I <laughs> thought, Oh, if you bring people cookies. I'll always like you. Right. So I thought, and I know this lady who has cookies. And so I had her write on the cookies. Cause life. I found her on Facebook through another stranger. <laughs> yes. And so I, so just logical. Had her, I had her write love is kind on the cookies. Right. But I gave her such a short window of time, we couldn't ship them. So I decided to drive to Yorba Linda, which took me like two hours and 10 minutes to get to their house from right. mine with my one and a half year old in the back seat. I was just laughing like, who does this? <laughs> I, You're like, I can't believe this is me right now. <laughs> and so my, my friend did, on Thursday on Bible study said, well, my friend makes them right here in Thousand Oaks. And I thought, <laughs> well, you know what? I think it's good to, I think God... I kind of look at our lives as dot to dots right. and God connects our dots. And yes. if I need to drive to your Belinda to show someone that Christians are really kind and nice and normal, right? Like I'm going to go make a face to face connection with her. Mm-hmm. And anyway, she so it was actually was- a really sweet excuse to get to go pick up the cookies. Yeah. yeah. And they were yeah. delicious cookies, actually. They were I'm really sure. good and really cute. So I, um, well, if she has a website, we should link to her cookies. I, you know what? I'll, Yes. I'll, you know, as we're talking, I'll find it, but I can tell you our conversation, which was so cute. She said to me, she seems so awesome and she's super talented. She said to me, um, did you leave a book on my doorstep? And then I did leave a book on her doorstep. I let, left Anne Voskamp's book. Oh, 1000 gifts. Yes. And she said, I probably sound like a goof, but seriously, God is showing himself to me. My life is changing and it's because of Bailey. And I met, and I met you through Bailey. I'm going to read this book and cannot wait for what this lesson is going to be. We have to meet and do lunch one day. <sighs> and that's where I gave her. I'm like, well, Jackie's only very close to her. I'm very far from her. but Right, because she's, she's closer to me. She's, yeah, she's yeah. really close to you. But you know what? Also, in the smallness of our life, what is two and a half hours out of my... Honestly, let's say I was in the car for four hours. What is that in my day in God's time? It's nothing. Right, right. And whatever I was going to do with those hours beforehand, I think God can do a lot more with that. And the seeds we plant, mm-hmm. I think we need to realize how important we are right? and how important what we, what we do is important. Like what we do matters in our life. And not to underestimate that. No, I mean, how do I meet some lady on Facebook with cookies? I know. Well, what I love so much about it is that it's that still small voice that you 
heard in your heart, you're like, okay. And granted, you know what? Wanting to be liked at Bible study, who doesn't want to be liked at Bible study? I mean, you're not alone. Never, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't it's even the real deal. Basic, yeah, I'm scared to death of people. And my friend asked me to do a Bible study. I was like, wow, I did not grow up in church. I, you know, I know more song lyrics than scriptures, but I can, so I was terrified. So you, did you end up taking the cookies to the Bible study? I took study? the cookies, yes. And it's, the funny thing is, is Christian and Cash, I, they kept asking me and it was starting to get really annoying. Those are your two boys. How, yes. Christian. Yes. My two boys. How many people are coming to Bible study? And, and they must've asked me like four times. And I finally said, why does it matter? Because they wanted to see how many cookies were going to be left over, <laughs> if any cookies were going to be left over. That sounds like my boys so yeah, much. It, it really had oh. nothing. Oh, yeah. This woman's cookies on Facebook. Her page is Cookies by Jess, J-E-S-S. Okay. I'll have to and, link to that. Yeah, her cookies. And the baby that's on there to pray for her, her Facebook page is Pray for Bailey. And it's B-A-I-L-E-Y. Okay. Um, we're going to link to both of those so everybody can, can pray for Bailey and order some cookies. Order some cookies there, and she ships to you. They're awesome. amazing. Awesome. Um, Love that. Because I did. I ordered two batches of cookies actually. So the, the the love is kind actually was just like just came into my head crazily. Love is kind. Oh, so much caritatis. I just don't. You know, as I thought about talking to you today, I just didn't even know where to start. But these stories that you have that you share are just such beautiful illustrations and inspirations really of how to get started right where we are because there are probably a ton of opportunities that come past our our lives each and every day that we just miss because we don't have open eyes to see them oh I completely believe we miss it yeah I don't want to miss it anymore in honor of Kara and in honor of Christ I don't want to miss it anymore you know um, let's see. I love this part of her book when she talks about, she says, Jason never expected to learn the art of loving a shell of my former self in the devastation of disease and loving without love being returned by his cancer quieted wife. Mm. And I think Kara, especially for me with my 23 year old, I just tell her like who you marry is important like, can they love you when you have nothing left to give them? Mm-hmm. And when Jesus is in that love, it's a yes. And that's obviously what Kara's husband had. I know. I love how she described the beauty of how he walked in marriage so well as a husband. And yes. how she described, I mean, she in her book talks about his next wife. And I know that's amazing. Whoever's going to step in and, and become a family with them and. I just, I mean, I, who can't not cry about that? Well, and to think about which, what a beautiful thing. I I mean, her, her kids and what she has left her kids, like we all leave our kids a legacy and it's not always a good one. We're going to leave one. And you look at the legacy that Kara has left her children. I mean, they're not always going to be five. They're going to be 30 and they're going to be 60. And when they talk about their mom and what the foundation that she's left in their family, we should all be inspired to for that. Absolutely. And I think for us, the hardest thing is we want to take away people's pain, like her poor husband and her poor kids, Mm -hmm. but they have to walk through that. Just like Kara had to walk through her stuff. God will meet them in that. 
And we, and as onlookers, we can't understand that because we don't, we, we don't need God's grace in, in the fact that what her kids are needing, right? her four kids and her husband, God will meet them there. But as outsiders with us from the outside trying to peek in, we can't experience that because we're just sitting here and our husbands are alive and our kids are still alive right now. Right. And yet Kara really has made me parent differently. I think because of her championing the message of seizing the little things, mm-hmm. you know, over here at my house, I don't know about yours, but, but my four that are here is chaos here on a daily basis. And it's not always full of joy for me. And yet anytime, well, I shouldn't say anytime, oftentimes when I'm, you know, getting up into my ranting self, you know, yeah. uh, you know, um, everything's a mess. Why can't you guys keep this place straightened up? All these things that are so not important that I have no idea why I fail over and over again in making them important when they're just not important. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't live in a total dump and disaster, but at the same time, are my kids feeling loved by me today by me complaining that they're lousy housekeepers? I don't think so. (laughs) I, I really don't think so. And what do I want them to remember me by? I think more than what I want them to remember me by, what do I want them when they think of me as their mom What do I want them to feel? Because I think we leave with others a feeling. And, you know, Ann Voskamp said that to me once, you know, may they remember not what I said, but how I made them feel. Mm. And that has stuck with me. And I, I probably think about that on a daily basis, whether I'm talking to somebody on the phone or talking with my kids. I think it's just something that the Holy Spirit brings to my mind to remind myself I'll hear that little quiet voice. How are you making them feel right now? How are you speaking life to them? Are they feeling valued and adored and chosen and wanted and loved no matter what? Because Jackie, I love you no matter what. You know, my love for you, God says to us, my love for you is not related to what you can do for me or not what you've accomplished for me, but all because of Christ and what I've done for you. And so why don't you come be with me and rest with me and, and let's, let's cherish life. Let's cherish each other's relationships, including our children. And I think, wow, it's just something that I long to do better in part because of Kara and because of how she not only, you know, wrote about doing that, but showed us how she did that. Yeah, she did. She really did show you how, I, I mean, I think I've, I've gone through a significant part of her blog from a year or two ago. Yeah. And you just look at how she loved her kids just well and in, in meaningful ways. She was present with them. Like they did Legos yeah. in her bed with her. Right. She captured their moments, which makes me feel incredibly um, inadequate. Like yeah, me too. Photos. And right. like she has left her kids, you know, visual things, audio things, written things. She's, she's everywhere. You know, yeah. when her kids want to know, like, what was my mom like? They have an entire library to go through. Yeah. Which I think was her desire. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very, very wise. Mm -hmm. When she did that little interview with Story, Story Jane Mm -hmm. on her, um, about her wedding, 
I loved what she wrote about it. She said, you know, I don't want for my children every time they have a significant event in their life, you know, be like, oh gosh, here's a letter from my mom. Like it's just going to be so sad. And so she wanted to meet them where they were. And if you haven't seen it, you should, it's on Monday faithfulness, like on the blog, she interviews story Jane and, but it's the, she interviews her and just asks like, what do you want your wedding? Like, you know, at five, I think she was five or four. She says she wants a, a frozen wedding and she wants an Elsa dress and, you know, the little boy in her class that she knew she was going to marry. It's you, if you fast forward that, you know, 30 years, however, whenever little story Jane gets married and she watches that. I know it's, but it's, it's, it's lighthearted in its heaviness. Like it's deep and it's weighty, but it's still really Mm -hmm. light. She's meeting a five-year-old and asking her about her wedding. Right. And she prays the thing that will just get you is when she prays for their marriage for she's praying and like all these prayers that she's put ahead of her children that she lived while she was here, they will see unfold. Yeah. You know, Kara championed the message that suffering can be a gift. And I'm wondering, let's talk about that a little bit. How, how did you perceive her championing that? And how has she encouraged each of us to suffer well? Well, I think we all want to run around suffering. We want to go, you know, from A to C and we want to skip B. Right. But I love um, what someone says. Is it Brene Brown? Is that, mm-hmm. did I, I love okay. her. Yeah. Okay. Well, she has this quote and I think it, it just kind of describes what Kara was talking about is she says, you know, Jesus is like a midwife. He'll give you the epidural, but you still have to push. Oh, that's like, so good. You and Kara, you, you can't get around it. Right. And it's not even for people to take away. I, I find myself wanting to, you know, take away people's pain. Like, let me fix this and let me do that. Where that's where they're, you have to go through that pain. And to really and, embrace what the lesson is in the pain. I think that's the thing. Whenever we are facing mud, which is what I'm so passionate about, our mud has a purpose. If we can uh-huh. stop wallowing in it and if we can just acknowledge first the truth of it. I think getting real with ourselves and facing truth instead of denial is number one key helpful. Um, And so then when we recognize what really we're facing, then we can say, okay, I'm going to choose to believe that God is good and I might not like the plan, but he's given it to me. God has given this plan to me and I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust that it's good. What do I need to learn? What posture of humility can my heart assume right now? You know, to I, I think of when I was teaching this year Latin to the kids, or I think it was last year. It's either Latin or Greek. I'm so bad at it. I'm a teacher and I'm bad at it. But anyway, it was it was the word humus, H-U-M-U-S. And the root of it means dirt or low, you know, like earth. Mm-hmm. And that is the root of the word humility. And that is to get really low, as low of a posture as possible. You know, that's what Jesus himself did. He became the ultimate servant, you know, giving himself even to death for us. And so in our suffering, number, you know, if we can acknowledge what it is and then assume that low posture with open hands, what do you want to teach me in this? I really see that that's what Kara did. You know, she didn't want cancer. Kara no. fought like a warrior. Yeah. 
She fought hard, and yet she still, amidst the fight, embraced whatever it was that God wanted to give. And I think that is the key. What can we grow? How can God change our character through it? Because he doesn't push himself on us. God's not going to push himself on us. No. Ever. Yeah. I mean, she didn't she didn't waste her cancer. You know, you can get cancer and just game over. And, right. but she didn't, it's like, nothing is to be wasted. Your, your car accident, your divorce, your, there's tragedy. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think we all run from that. Mm-hmm. We want it to be over. I mean, just like the whole purpose of her letter to Brittany Maynard, you know, dying with dignity has become this concept that Kara spoke to so beautifully um, because dying can be beautiful and she's proven it. She's proven it and changed lives. I think lives will continue to be changed by her story. I really hope that they, you know, consider publishing some of her blog into a book, you know, more content for us to learn from because there's just so much there. Yeah, I, I have this. Um, maybe it's just a, a hope. I, I I bet that when she was more of her mind and even if you read, you know, people who are on chemotherapy and brain radiation and all of that, you know, you're, you're not the same. Your, your thinking is not very clear. And even with Kara, she was so clear thinking with like, to me, that is just God right there Mm -hmm. giving her what to say. But I, I wonder if she's written things that none of us have seen that were for after. Yeah. I hope so. I I really do. I just think it would be awesome because she's so, She's so relevant, like she's so relevant for her generation. She so Mm -hmm. speaks to where people are at. And I loved reading about her early years, you know, in her book in the beginning. She Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, being this, you know, crazy, aloof rebel who was just exploring what life was about and, you know, wanting to never just take a pat answer and, and coming from such brokenness in her family of origin and yet such reconciliation that God brought as the years had gone by and just so many pieces of hope for anyone who would want to read her story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you and I both, I mean, you've given away how many dozen copies. I, I mean, you know, we're well, both. The thing that she, I think Kara has done this amazing job of bridging. You can give, I mean, I think she's, isn't it um, like the number one selling grief book on Amazon? I'm not surprised if it is. I, I think won't be it surprised. is. Yeah. I think I had read that and Yeah. But I think she really bridges the gap. You can give that book to anybody. Yeah, it really is a book for anyone. I mean, if you can acknowledge that there is a God, I think this book will illustrate the truth of that in very real, transparent and identifying ways. It's just that good. It's that good and I mean I think when you have someone like Kara that so gently shows you mm-hmm. the love of God and the grace of God and she lives it, yeah, it's it, it should all inspire it's us astounding. to love yeah. well. To love well. To be kind and love well. That's what she would want. And she would want us to champion um, all that God did for us and accept it. Not because we're worthy of accepting it, but because he chose us and loves us so deeply. It's just so beautiful. Just beautiful. 
Yeah, I even love what the stories and and what her doctors and all those oncologists and the chemotherapy nurses and how mm-hmm. their hearts must have been changed because of her. Oh, and, absolutely. And just the hope that, you know, the other cancer patients had while she was in treatment, the hope she was giving them and Yes. I mean, that's a dark place. And she was, as we know, she was a light in that dark place to those people and their families. And just, I just sometimes wonder like her oncologist, just that must have been just devastating for him. Well, she actually wrote, I don't know if it was the blog, didn't she? She wrote that she was comforting him because he felt like he had failed. Mm -hmm. And she, I mean, even in that she was meeting a felt need of someone else yeah and man the question really is how can we be like that because that's not because that's how Kara was but because that's how Jesus wants us to be Mm -hmm. you know he wants us to love the broken and love the hurting and meet the needs of of those who feel less than who feel marginalized who feel broken and there are those people around us right where we are you know, and I, I want to find those yeah. people. I really, yeah, I, I, Brad and I have, well, I have it. So Brad gets to adopt it because it's my philosophy. I just think God will literally put them on your doorstep. Like they're that close. If you look for them Yeah. and just meet people and it could be, it might even be someone you don't want on your doorstep, but God has them on your doorstep. And, you know, I think Kara does an amazing job of looking for the God inside of people. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are marked with his image and right. she just searches and seeks that out in people. And when we can meet the God in someone else and they can meet the God inside of us, you know, we are transformed and that's the yeah. life she lived. You know, she transformed people's hearts no matter who they are Yeah, because they could see God inside of her. And she made them aware of him inside of them. Yeah. I found this quote that I was looking for. That's she talks about. It was the night she was waiting to find out if her cancer was back. Okay. And she says at the heart of marriage, he can love me. He can hold me. He can comfort and walk next to me through the valley of the shadow of death, but he cannot save me. Hmm. So tonight, maybe this once I will let him sleep. My savior is not unaware of my pain and fear of cancer's return which I thought like she really even was like protecting her husband. Like she recognized, you know, he can't, I, the, he the can't chapter, be God to me. Yeah, yeah. Her chapter was talking about, she wasn't feeling well and she was really anxious and she, physically she wasn't feeling well and she was going to wake him up. Yeah. And then she was like, no, let's let him sleep. Yeah. And just her awareness, like she was so aware, which is how Jesus is with us. Like mm-hmm. she was so aware of protecting people and showing them, who God is. And I think that's not something that can be concocted. That, no. That's something that we become when we spend time with God, when we read his word, when we let his ways become our ways, when we really just offer a surrendered heart to whatever God wants us to do. And it doesn't have to look all formal and perfect. You know, we don't have to have read all of the whole entire Bible or memorized things. You know, we, we can just say, right. And I think Kara would say this, you know, just bring whatever, whoever you are, wherever you are, no matter the mess that you are today, 
Open your hands with open arms. Stop trying to control what's going on in your life and just say the simplest prayer to God. God, I'm a mess, but I believe you love me and I want to become more like you. So do whatever it takes to make that happen in me. And I think those people will come, like you said, you know, in all the small ways, it's going to be right on our doorstep. He is, he's going to be faithful to honor that simple prayer of our hearts, you know, to, to bring along our path ways, number one, that we can become more like him in character. And that might mean facing some mud or suffering. But at the end of the day, the goal is to love like he's loved us. You know? Yeah. And you know, you can look at someone, I think sometimes we'll look and say like, oh, well, Kara did that. Like that was her story. Yeah. Well, Cause she was super spiritual and close to God, you know? Yeah. And right. you know, she touched a lot of people, but you know what? Maybe you're, maybe you're going to touch one person and they're going to touch one person or you're going to touch five right. people Right. at the end of the day. And at the end of our time, that is one as enough. That's all you need is one. Right. And that if we just keep it simple and and it's going to come like you're going to have hard and you're going to have mud. You can, you're going to have it. Yeah. And can you do it as graceful as someone as Kara Tibbetts? Can you be that graceful? Can you show up to the party? I love, did you watch the, um, the trailer documentary, the trailer? Oh I know yes. I got a link to that too. And when she says, you know, I feel like a little girl at a party whose dad wants her to come home early. I know. It's just, and she's like, I don't, I want to see him, but I don't want to leave the party early. But if you really look at also what she's saying, she's saying, I mean, she's in, she has cancer riddled in her body. She's been through horrific treatments and she's still considering this a party. I know. I know. Another lesson. The (laughs) thousandth one. Um, I know, I know. And it's about cherishing our moments and giving thanks for what I know Anne's blog and book, A Thousand Gifts, the one you gave to mm -hmm. your cookie friend. You know, I've given Anne's book to countless people like you've given Kara's. I don't even know how many copies of A Thousand Gifts I've handed out, primarily because it totally changed my life and um, brought me closer to God. And for that, I'm so thankful. But um I know that book changed Kara's life, you know, as she learned to give thanks in the middle of her suffering. And I think whatever it is we're facing, you know, even if we can find that one thing that we're thankful for, you know, I'm thankful for this green, thick straw in my Starbucks water cup today because it's durable and pretty and I get to drink water. You know, I'm thankful for my child talking back at me because they're super smart and healthy and they can put together an argument. I mean, you know, it really is a choice to give thanks and to look for those small ways of blessing. And I think, you know, Kara was doing that before she was sick. She did it through being sick and in her you know, dying process. I just, and it's a struggle. I mean, she admits it's a struggle and to look, you know, when our lives don't turn out how we think they should turn out, it's, and that's why you need community and your community could be two people. It's it's just something. And I think when we, you, you get together and people, I I mean, in your life and in my life, but we've been through our mud and we've Mm -hmm. been through the hard, there have been people, I have a couple people and I think, wow, where did that person come from? Yeah. Like, they 
carry you and they support you and they show you God. They are the hands and feet of Jesus. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And, and I think for us to take away from Kara, you know, who are your hands and feet? How are your children being prepared for the hard in life? If you don't think, you know, you can do it, you have children, like you just said, that yell and scream and what are we training them to be and how Mm -hmm. are we training them out into the world? Right. And really, don't you think it's less about teaching them what to do and more about being who we want them to be? Because I think that they're going to do what I do more than do what I say. And so then it becomes this process of, ugh, it's not that I need to learn how to train them better. It's that I need to learn to grow and be more surrendered and be more present and be more thankful and be more merciful and extend love, even though I don't feel like it. That's how I'm going to get my kids to be that kind of people. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's so, and it's hard. That's why you need people that are like-minded that don't, you know, it's not very popular. You know, it's not very popular when you are trying to pour these things into your kids. It's not that popular, but it's necessary. Well, Heather, I've loved talking with you today about our sweet Kara. We call her our sweet Kara, right? Yeah, she is our sweet Kara. <laughs> our sweet Kara. And I think for years to come, you and I will be saying to each other, Kara would have done that. You know, Kara would have championed that. And, um, you know, I just want to say to her friends and family today, maybe you want to speak to them too, Heather, if they happen to be listening. What would you say to someone who was super close to Kara, who is, you know, rejoicing that she's pain free, but so super sad that they didn't have more time together? Just from like an outsider looking in, because that's kind of how yeah. I feel with her life, like a jealousy towards her friends. I know. That is you and I who, who get to love her from afar, Yeah. but they re- they were in her presence. We just, we covet that. Yeah. We're I jealous know. of that. We, well, we love how she loved. We love how she made us feel loved and inspired us to love. And so that's magnetizing. Yeah. And it, like, just to keep, to keep what she gave them and keep that torch moving forward and to mm-hmm. keep loving people and yeah. to just. Um, yeah, when God puts those people like in your life, like they're your friends, you could call them on the phone. That is amazing. Yeah. And that she'll forever be their friend and, you know, with her children and, and her legacy, her, her legacy is yeah. inspiring. That's what I think is so, and, and her friends, like if you just simply scroll through her pictures on yeah. Facebook they're just hard. They're so honest too. I love, I think they've all just challenged me and I'm sure you mm-hmm. to be authentic, whatever authentic, that means, yep. which is scary. It is. It's vulnerable and terrifying. And yet that's where real connection and real love is transferred. You know, is it, that's how we become a real conduit mm-hmm. of the love of God, I think. And I think I would say, you know, I'm so, so sorry for your loss if Kara was your close, close friend. But I I really feel like even beyond her close friends, you know, people like you and me, there's thousands of us out here just mourning the loss of Kara, but cherishing the lessons that will keep coming, you know, as we reflect on her writing and her words that she's left for us so beautifully. Um, 
I'm wondering, I know that on the blog, there is an address to send donations. I saw um, that. To benefit her kids. And so I will put that on the blog, um, on the show notes page. So if anybody, you know, wants to send a card or um, a donation, they can feel like in a small way, they can say thanks. And I think also just giving the book away like you've been doing, you know, this book needs to be read by way more people, the hardest piece. You can also on Amazon, if you go, I think it's the Kindle app, which you can get for your iPhone now. Her book, Love, Big Love. Yeah, it's called oh, yeah. Big Love. It's free. Oh, you can awesome. download it for free. Awesome. And it's short. I mean, I you could read it in about 10 minutes, but it's it's good. Oh, yeah. Love, That's on there I'll for free. To too. Yeah, I, um, so the address is Jason Tippetts, T-I-P-P-E-T-T-S, P.O. Box 49727, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80949. And um, I think I'd like to end our time together, which has been so great. I'm going to have to have you back, sweet friend. I love talking to you. And we have to get together soon for sure. Yes, we do. Um, But the quote at the end that I wanted to read, it's at the end of her book. And she's talking about the hardest piece and about grace. And um, Kara says, but if the hardest is asked of us. We believe grace will be there. Grace. It's all grace. Jesus will be there. He will be wooing, loving, meeting my love, my babies, my community, my family. Long past the day my words run out that beg you to look for grace, that long for you to know Jesus, to really know his love, It's his grace extended, not mine. And the plan is good, even if the path is hard. I Mm. trust him. And I love that. And then the very last page, she has a quote by A.A. Milne from Winnie the Pooh. And it says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. And I love that. So I think it would just be so um, inspiring for like people, someone should start a, a Facebook page of how Jesus is continuing, like through Kara and how, mm-hmm. how people are meeting others because of her love and changing lives and changing their hearts because she really has, I think she touches people where it matters. Mm-hmm. Like she goes right there. Which she, is she, what we all want. We all want to make a difference in the world in a way that matters, mm-hmm. you know, and it woos us in just like she said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought you and I could agree in prayer, really. Just a little short prayer. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Of course. And then, and then we'll be off. Lord Jesus, we thank you for Kara. Thank you that you have ultimately healed her and that she is enjoying your presence even now. And Lord, in the aftermath of her passing, we just pray right now that you would meet Jason and her kids and her close friends and family in the most real way. We ask for your comfort and your wisdom and your peace that passes all understanding. We ask for her loss to be eased by your presence. And Heather and I trust that you will meet 
them in a very real way in the days to come, that they will really find that grace that Kara was so confident in believing that would be there in a way that they just could never imagine. And so we declare your goodness, even in this hard, and we trust you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Heather, thanks so much. I'm so thankful you you joined me today. And um, we'll continue to champion not only Kara's message, but the message of Christ as well. Yes. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all for this episode. I'm so super thankful to Heather for joining me on such last minute notice. And I really hope that if you knew Kara and she changed your life, I hope this conversation, this podcast episode was a blessing to you. And if you've never heard of Kara before this episode, I just hope that Kara's legacy would meet you wherever you are. It's my hope that you would get her book, that you would check out all the links I have mentioned for this episode. You know, over at my blog, JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 37, I have all kinds of links that we mentioned in this episode, in addition to some videos of Kara giving a devotional, some pictures of her and her family, a trailer video to a documentary about Kara's journey that's going to be released soon. There's a link to another book that she's already co-written that is due to be released in October of this year. And there's also links to a three-part series of interviews Kara did with Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. And I listened to those interviews. It was just such a blessing to hear Kara describe just her love for life and the grace with which she inspired us all. So, If you have not read Kara's book, you can get her book, The Hardest Piece, Expecting Grace in the Midst of Life's Hard, today. There's a link on the blog. It's currently number 37 in all books on Amazon, and I hope so many people read it. And today, you can get the audiobook of The Hardest Piece for free. All you have to do is go to mudstoriesbook.com and sign up for a 30-day free trial, which you can cancel at any time with no cost to you, and you'll be able to have Kara's words today with you to encourage and inspire you. And again, you can get that by going to mudstoriesbook.com. And most of all, please, please join us in continued prayers for Kara's husband, Jason, and their four children, their friends and family and community there in Colorado Springs. Pray and join with us that God's grace would meet them in the days ahead in ways that are just unexplainable and full of peace. And I know God is even now doing that. And if you desire to send a card or a gift, I've included the address in the show notes where you can send something to the family in lieu of flowers in honor of Kara. And so it's my hope today that because of Kara, really because of Jesus, we will love in kindness today. See all things as grace today and love big right where we are. Have a beautiful day. I never in you, Mama, feels a press upon my mind. I pull the shame that leaves me a little bit blind. I cannot see beyond the blame and I never will find a way. Till you're next to me You lift my head to see